Failure is not an option. What difference at this point does it make? Nobody said it was going to be fun. This is Real Talk, a fearless, poignant, and intrepid show where truth speaks louder than words. This is Real Talk with your host, Audrey Russo. It's a shame, not of this world, so we live on the run. We keep our eyes set, eyes on what is to come. It happened before, it will happen again. It's just a question of when. Time's a luxury we don't have. This is Steve Camp, and I am absolutely proud to be associated with Audrey Russo in Real Talk, one of the best in all of radio. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, this is Audrey Russo, and you're listening to Real Talk. Two brave men are standing against the globalist cabal at a critical time for Western civilization. Will they be successful? Well, we're going to discuss this and more with my next guest, direct from South Africa. For my new listeners... Dr. Peter Hammond is the founder and director of Frontline Fellowship, the founder and chairman of Africa Christian Action, the director of the Christian Action Network, and the chairman of the Reformation Society. He is the author of several best-selling books, including Faith Under Fire in Sudan, In the Killing Fields of Mozambique, Slavery, Terrorism, and Islam, The Historical Roots, and The Contemporary Threat. It's my great pleasure to give a Real Talk welcome back to Dr. Peter Hammond. Welcome back, Peter. Thank you so very much, Audrey. Great to be back with Real Talk. Thank you. It's so great to have you back with us. And we have such really good news for a change here. Um, the first being, which is hot off the presses, is that the Supreme Court is about to announce overturning Roe v. Wade, which has been the abortion law in this country that has killed tens of millions of babies since 1973. Good news, is it not? It- it's superb good news and about time too. And uh, having seen the dramatic film Roe v. Wade, uh, which uh, came out uh, sometime last year, it's so good to 
see uh, that the truth getting out about how Roe v. Wade was built upon lies, upon more lies and more deception and a deliberate uh, campaign. And uh, Dr. Bernard Nathanson, who was a key player in the whole deceit, was converted later, became pro-lifer and a Christian and exposed the lies and he's exposed a lot of the deceit. And so I think even that film must have helped in the cultural war. It, this has been a long battle and uh, it's it's uh, been the work of millions of pro-lifers. Absolutely. Thousands of uh, different activists and all kinds of hard work. The alternative media, uh, films like Roe v. Wade, things like this have all helped. And so uh, it's, this is about time, and I hope now we'll see things rolling back where we can see uh, lives saved, sanctity of life preserved, and those who have contempt for the right to life others uh, should be dealt with because, let's face it, trying to kill innocent life is murder. Absolutely it is, and uh, it's... Uh it it's a uh, it's such good news it's it's hard after all this time of of fighting this to to see this happen but that's not the end of the good news we have even more good news uh, i mean it's just uh, honestly we've been waiting for god to bless us and here it is so elon musk the richest man in the world he is still uh, in an attempt to restore free speech to twitter purchased the platform and he's already right now um you know, releasing the captives. Um, this unleashed a smear campaign from the globalist left that labeled Elon as a racist, a white supremacist, and because he was from South Africa, a man who missed apartheid. So how important to the, the free world is this open door to free speech? And what does it mean to the globalist to lose control of the narrative at this time in history with the WEF uh, having such great success so far? It's incredible how the left has gone absolutely berserk, bananas, thrown their toys out of the cot, um, absolutely <laughs> screaming in their, free, in their safe spaces because they can't handle free speech. I mean, it's strange. When I grew up, liberal people supported free speech and opposed censorship. All censorship was bad, apparently. Uh, even when we were censoring things like pornography, perversion, um, you know, serious vice and exploitative violence and so on, uh, all of that was, no, 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 you mustn't have any censorship. All censorship's immoral, and you've got to have free speech, and it's absolutely essential for freedom. Well, once the liberal left took power, suddenly they wanted all kinds of censorship for anything that they disagreed with. And it seems that hate speech is, well, truth that the left hates. So... <laughs> Truth is hate for those who hate free speech. I would have thought that people who like freedom and who claim to be liberal should be rejoicing in free speech. I mean, don't we need more free speech and less censorship? And uh, yet it seems that they think we need more censorship. So uh, this is super important because uh, here you've got Facebook, Google, Apple, Amazon, and Twitter have been big tech who've been censoring and deplatforming. Uh, I mean, that they could even deplatform President Trump while he's a sitting president of America. I mean, just absolutely incredible. The kind of audacity person who's got tens of millions of followers and supporters, and they just deplatformed him. That's the contempt they had for free speech. And uh, here you've got Elon Musk saying, "I hope that even my worst critics will remain on Twitter, because." He wants free speech, and you would have thought that that's a good idea and people would be thrilled. But there's a whole lot going absolutely berserk because he won't censor opinions they don't like. And 
it just really exposes where the left has gone. They're no longer actually liberal. They're mm. incredibly intolerant, and they actually want to censor free speech. And it looks like the left today are taking their playbook more from George Orwell's 1984, The Thought Police, Newspeak, and where they want people vaporized, unpersoned, and disappearing down the memory hole. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. It's it. They used to be the, the liberals in this country. Maybe several decades ago, before the communists took them uh, took control of the party, they used to be the ones that wanted free speech that didn't want censoring. Now they are the censors themselves, aren't they? Well, yes, and you know the scripture says, "Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty." And we to proclaim liberty throughout the land. In fact, that's on the Philadelphia Bell, isn't it? Right. It's part of America's great heritage is to proclaim liberty. And I would have thought that freedom of thought and freedom of conscience and freedom of movement and free speech, all of these are absolutely essential, but apparently not. They, they want to harass uh, with all kinds of restrictions. And this looks like the thought police prosecuting thought crimes and uh, how interesting that the intolerant uh, crowd, well, <laughs> they claim to be the tolerant crowd, have proved to be the most intolerant, bigoted, judgmental out there, and that they are now the ones who are champions of censorship, and the conservatives are the ones who are trying to champion free speech. How amazing that the world has changed like this, and you can see that words are weapons. We're in a world war of worldview, ideas of consequences, terminology is not neutral, and we've got a whole lot of people who claim to be for free speech, who we can now see oppose freedom of speech. They oppose freedom of speech on college campuses, on social media. When it comes to pro-life, pro-family, pro-marriage, creation, science, or those who are against unconstitutional lockdowns or any other politically incorrect positions, those who oppose masks, perhaps, or vaccinations, mandatory vaccinations, uh, are all getting hammered. So apparently, freedom of speech should only be for the politically correct. Exactly. It's, uh, it's, it's making the whole thing is making me laugh. What is interesting is that you and I have spoken about the World Economic Forum. And of course, they're not they don't hide their goals. It's on their website. But they've had some great success during the, the lock. Well, the whole thing with the scandemic uh, lockdowns and, uh, and, and the forced vaccinations, because it basically was forced when they're telling you, you can't you have no movement and you and you can't work. Uh, if you if you don't get an experimental jab, they had a lot of success. They seem to be losing their minds right now. How how serious is this for them, who who want control of all of the narrative that they're losing control of it? Well, I think the left needs censorship because their narratives are built on such a lot of falsehood and deception. And anyway, they just don't work. And there's so many holes in it. So if you can have free speech where people can expose where there's hypocrisy, double standards, where it's inefficient, where it doesn't work, where it's more expensive and all the rest of the consequence of leftist policies, they can't survive. Uh, they need force, threat, and they need censorship to survive in, in the whole uh, marketplace of ideas. And so I think for the left, it's extremely serious. And to have one of the big tech giants going rogue, actually believing in freedom of speech, uh, this this is to them uh, apocalypse now. This is, this is uh, understand that to the Marxists, the party is always right. And the party uh, is basically their God. And if you disagree with the narrative of the party, then you're a heretic. 
you're a traitor. Uh, you should be burned at the stake or the equivalent. You know, the new inquisition is coming for you. And so just understand that from their perspective, they believe in the narrative. Uh, even if the narrative is obviously patently false and ridiculous and <laughs> hypocritical, but they believe it so much that for you to question it is they feel so fragile in these positions that they've got to treat you like blasphemer, you know, <laughs> heretic, uh, burn him at the stake, make him disappear down the memory <laughs> hole, wear the full piece, and deplatform him. So, uh, yes, I think what we're seeing right now, this is super serious because I don't think the left's narrative can survive. No. this free speech. And I think this could be a total disaster for the Democrats leading into your midterm elections because <laughs> if they can't censor the narrative, they're going to lose big time. Bigger than they thought, as, as a matter of fact, because I don't know if you heard what they've all been saying. And it's, it's, it, if you actually think about it, it, it's absurd. They'd say you just, by, by opening this up to free, uh, free speech, it's destroying democracy. Okay. Did you get that? Yes. <laughs> then, yes. now that obviously, then after that, you went as long as soon as as Elon bought the platform, suddenly we have uh, the uh, Biden has the disinformation governance board, which is basically a ministry of truth. Truth, you know. I mean, what are we Nazis now? They didn't put it. They put it inside a department we don't need. Uh, the Department of Homeland Security. So they put it inside a place where there are, they have the most, get this, the DHS has the most guns and the most uh, ammo in the entire country. Huh. And that's where they put this this ministry of truth. How do you like that? <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds like Jacinda Ardend of New Zealand, uh, who is a communist and who has been quite clear that uh, you must, just trust the government. Don't go on the media. Just go to uh, gov.nz. Uh, whatever the whatever the government says, that's the truth. We're the arbitrators of truth. Don't go. Don't turn to any other channels. You don't need. They're all fake news. Just trust us. We're the government. So she started this nonsense along with, of course, uh, Justin Trudeau. Uh, you know, Justin Trudeau is now requiring journalists to get licenses, or they won't be allowed to cover key government events and so on. So how about that licensing the media? Whatever happened to freedom of speech, freedom of movement, freedom of association, freedom of opinion? But uh, yes, this is this is where the left now is. They are going absolutely berserk because you must believe what they're saying. And this is of religious uh, zealous for, uh, uh, zeal for them. They regard those of us who don't believe the narrative as heretics and blasphemers and traitors who all deserve the equivalent of the death penalty and being burned at the stake because the, this to them is is their religion their god is is their a whole leftist narrative that is their gospel and you're not allowed to question it you're not allowed to, to criticize and you certainly can't point out the inconsistencies and the fallacies and the failings of it that's for sure well, they ignore the the what the consequences are of it when when that happens and everyone can see it. They ignore it, and so they figure it'll go away if they ignore it. But the, but to call uh, free speech something that is destroying democracy that they they must hmm. really think we're dumb. Uh, apparently so, because for example, uh, when um, uh, the Victor Orban uh, won uh, the elections recently in Hungary, very big majority too, um, the leftists were screaming that this is a defeat for democracy. I don't think they understand what elections are. You know, that's or democracy. democracy. <laughs> they don't know what democracy is. 
Yeah, and, and he, he opposed the unrestricted immigration of Muslims coming into the country and resist a lot of the globalization of, of the EU. And now uh, a victory for him is, is a defeat for democracy. And, and so you also understand how a lot of the U.S. leftist media think of things, the so-called mainstream, more like lamestream media, that when Donald Trump won by an overwhelming majority in 2016, that was a defeat for democracy. Uh, when Biden stole the election in 2020, that's a victory for democracy, no matter how much fraud was involved in it. So you understand what democracy is. Democracy is whatever gets the Democrats elected and advances their program. Whatever opposes it, it doesn't matter if a majority of people voted for it or supported it. Uh, that's a defeat for democracy. So CNN Plus going belly up uh, after a few weeks, that's a defeat for democracy. Um, you know, Because apparently people are too stupid not to understand what they need to watch. And when people choose not to follow the narrative of the left, then that's a defeat for democracy. So, I mean, you understand how democracy is? Yeah, what right. they think of as democracy, I think of as like demon crazy or, you know, uh, it's it's like mob rule, but it's not no. even mob rule. No. Because the mob is bought and paid for by the George Soros's of this world. Yeah, exactly. And then we have uh, a single, he's really the single politician in this country, the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, is confronting the lies and battling wokeism, and it's driving the globalist left out of, uh, globalist left and the globalist right out of their minds. Because this man is, uh, I mean, he's Christian, he's very smart, he's graduated from both Harvard and Yale, he is uh, a warrior. He was in, he was in the military. Has also fought. Plus, he was a uh, a JAG, which is the military um, you know uh, military attorney. So they can't. They don't know what to do with him because among the many actions, he's confronted their hypocrisy on being against voter ID. But they had no problem, of course, of doing business with the Castro regime. But they were for, they're against voter ID. He signed legislation to stop the woke activism and, and CRT in schools and corporations. And, I mean, how critical is this type of courage when those who know to take the same stand are, are, too, are too craven to act? Yes, and, you know, it's so incredible that hypocrisy of the hard left here knows no bounds. You know, they're so concerned for borders in Ukraine but they don't care about borders in America. They're so concerned for sovereignty in Ukraine, but they don't care about sovereignty in America. Uh, they don't like secessionism and secessionist states in uh, the Donbass uh, uh, region of East Ukraine, where there's majority Russians, but they like the idea of a secessionist state within Florida, where Disney can do what they like, like their own government, uh, unlike any other corporation in the entire world. United States. And so isn't it interesting? They gain secession in Ukraine, but they force secession in Florida, where Disney can run itself um, without any recourse to the laws of, of Florida, and how they could actually be involved in subverting the legislature and the democratic will of the majority of people in Florida, the Floridians. And, uh, and yet, when the governor reasonably says, well, if you, if you actually are abusing the special status that was given to you, we're going to reconsider it, and you can be treated like any other corporation, and, yeah. in not just Florida, but the whole of the United States. Suddenly, the left screen blue murder. So, <laughs> at one point, they're saying, uh, when 
the big tech uh, deplatformed Donald Trump. They said, oh, well, it's privately owned. It's, uh, they can do whatever they want. <laughs> now when Elon Musk buys it, no, you can't have it being privately owned. It's got to be controlled by the state. So they're completely inconsistent. They can't seem to get their narrative straight. And, you know, are there four uh, sanctity of borders being protected or not? Are there four sovereignty or not? Uh, are they pro-choice? Isn't it funny? When it comes to really your body, they're not pro-choice. They're pro-choice for abortion, but they're not pro-choice when it comes to masks and vaccine mandates. Right. And they're certainly not pro-choice when it comes to uh, choosing another party or home education versus state education. So, yes, I think we really need to call out the hypocrisy of the left. And this is why the sale of Twitter is so frustrating to them, because they won't be able to suffocate uh, the free speech that um, will expose the hypocrisy and the bankruptness of their policies. Yeah, and then we have uh, with uh, Governor DeSantis, what he's doing is now he's going after Biden because he says we will pursue uh, because this is un- the this di- this disinformation governance board is completely unconstitutional. And he says, we are going to fight this not only for Florida, but for the rest of the United States. And I'm telling you, this guy is like an attack dog, and he's not letting go. Yes, well, good for him. And he's showing backbone and courage. I mean, uh, he would be presidential material um, at the right time in the future, because what he's doing in Florida is a good example to others. And I hope other governors will uh, develop a spine, uh, to quote this DeSantis, and uh, to stand up to all the woke brigade. And it's about time, because how does a small group of radicals are able to intimidate and bully everyone else and just take the hypocrisy of that when BLM is rioting, it's great, and the police must stand back, and you don't prosecute those people. Uh, but when people turn out to a Trump rally or so on, and that's a super spread event, and it's got to be closed down, and they just can't even be consistent. Uh, the the peaceful truckers in, uh, in, uh, the, uh, in Ontario, uh, they are a complete threat. You can't have them in, in Ottawa, no. Um, but uh, BLM rioters burning and looting whole shopping centers, that's fine. You've got to tolerate that. So can these guys not get some kind of consistency? The hypocrisy knows no bounds. Well, exactly. Uh, th- this is what we so, they, their hypocrisy is stunning. They have such double, there's such double mindedness. Here they were screaming, get this, uh, Bezos, who owns Amazon, is a billionaire, and he bought WAPO, Washington Post. And in the Washington Post, he had an article put out that says a billionaire can't buy something like this because it might affect how people, <laughs> people see things. He might influence them. Could you imagine? He says that through something he bought as a billionaire, and he said somebody else can't do it because they have an opposing opinion. Mm. Hmm. Now, you know, Child, they childish. were able to suppress <laughs> the Hunter Biden laptop, laptop scandal in the run-up to the 2020 elections, which is seriously interfering in elections and free speech and absolute lies and fraud. And remember, there were like 50 um, special agents of the FBI and so on who came out and said, no, this is definitely Russian disinformation, blah, blah, blah. And turns out they all lied or were all incompetent, which is hard to believe. And uh, the same people who were deplatforming people and censoring people are now suddenly concerned that uh, this could be manipulated and affect elections. Well, they've been election affecting elections to the left. They just don't want people to have a free choice by hearing both sides of the argument. Yeah. 
That's it. They can't defend their side. They know that their policies, well, look, we're living under their policies. We're being destroyed. They ignore it. They, they don't want to hear it. They paint, you know, they put lipstick on that pig, and it still doesn't, <laughs> it still doesn't work. Uh, but they do that, but they will not debate they, they don't want others to hear. I mean, they couldn't be any more fascist. They don't want others to hear that there is there are other options, like they did with the health. And, of course, if we don't have our medical autonomy, we don't have, we'll never have any freedom, will we? No, uh, and, of course, this has to be fought. Um, in your country and mine and all over the world, those who are trying to use a virus, as, and one produced in a laboratory at that, um, as a cover for a communist agenda where you can literally forget the entire Bill of Rights and suspend everyone's rights. Whatever happened to the Bill of Rights and freedom of speech and freedom of opinion, freedom of thought and freedom of association, freedom yeah. of movement, all of these freedoms and religious freedom and all of these can just be suspended and dispensed with if you say it's a virus. I mean, even if it's one that was produced in the laboratory that you paid for and it's yeah. controlling. I think people must just see we've been manipulated, we've been lied to, and this is all part of the great collapse to lead to a great reset. And this isn't a conspiracy theory. No. It is a conspiracy, but it's not a theory. Yeah. This is the title of Klaus Schwab's book, COVID-19 and the Great Reset. And then he wrote The Fourth Industrial Revolution on Transhumanism. This is from the founder and leader of the World Economic Forum. And these are the people making these decisions. This is very serious. And when they are trying to clamp down your free speech and then you've got one rogue billionaire who's just not playing according to the game plan and he's interfering with them. To think that their views are so fragile, they cannot afford to allow free speech. Well, we know the truth does not fear investigation. No, that's it. They don't want them to be investigated. They don't want it to be investigated because they know it will not withstand that. Uh, and, and that's why you see them constantly smearing. And we'll look what they're doing to uh, Elon Musk. That the smear campaign uh, and picking on the fact that he was from South Africa. That is outrageous. And, um, you know, I was just curious now, is this encouraging what's happening with the Supreme Court now? Is this encouraging to you in South Africa now? Uh, I mean, what are the, is there a chance that your um, abortion laws will be overturned? Oh, yes. No, it's not just a chance. It's it's inevitable. It's, it's coming. Only question is when. Uh, just last week on Wednesday, we had Thousands of people marching in the streets of Cape Town, marching for freedom, for decentralization against the ANC government, wanting a non-racial uh, free society, wanting secession, freedom and independence for the Cape of Good Hope and put the hope back into the Cape. And a wonderful um, movement. Our pro-life events are plainly well supported by people, overwhelmingly uh, life chains, marches for life. National Days of Repentance, Sanctity Life Sunday, there is no doubt that the majority of people in South Africa are pro-life, and if they were ever given a chance in a referendum, they would vote pro-life. In fact, in the last elections, we saw uh, pro-abortion parties like the ANC dip way down. Uh, they lost a lot of ground, whereas pro-life parties increased greatly. Just one party, the Freedom Party, increased 600% in its mm. support in our province in the Western Cape. So we, we can see the pro-life sentiments are growing. And I think the examples in America, such as the overturning of Roe v. Wade, will be a tremendous encouragement to the uh, pro-lifers worldwide. 
And uh, remember, there, there are countries in, in Europe like Poland which have reversed the abortion laws and mm. have been pro-life for decades. And uh, I believe that well, I've seen it in Zambia too when the communist government was overthrown in 1991 right. and pro-life legislation came in shortly thereafter. Decentralization is on the move. Many people are seeing through the narrative and there's protests all over the world rising up against this tyranny in the name of fighting a virus. That It's very encouraging. It really is, and I thank God for it. Peter, where can the listeners follow and support your excellent work and purchase your books? Where can they do that? Yes, my personal email is peter at frontline.org.za. Our website is www.frontlinemissionsa.org, frontlinemissionsa.org. And my new book has come out, which documents 40 years of fighting against uh, communism throughout Africa and Islamic Jihad and the persecution church. And a lot of people can see how the New World Order works in Africa and how it's been resisted and how Mozambique and Angola got the freedom and South Sudan got its independence and uh, how in Rwanda the victims became the victors. So all of that's in Frontline Behind Enemy Lines for Christ. If you go to frontlinemissionsa.org, you'll find out more details about our work and ammunition to use against our mutual enemies. Yes, excellent. And as always, I'll have those links in my after show, which is now on the live show page. Just go to AudreyRusso.com, click on the honor button, and right under the show description, you'll find all the links and info that Peter just shared. Thanks so much again, Peter, for sharing your brilliant assessments with us. We look forward to your return to the show. Until then, may God bless you, your work, and may God save America. Bye for now. Thank you.